the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Just as the rain waters the earth and produces life from the earth, so God sends forth his word to accomplish his will in our lives, and his word produces godly fruit. His word never returns void. It never returns empty. It never falls flat. They say that the tongue is the strongest muscle in the body. But how much weight do our words really hold? Can you change the course of someone's life with just a few phrases? Pastor Dan reminds us today that our word only holds weight when we keep it, when we speak truth. Otherwise, it's just a string of meaningless remarks. But God, on the other hand, His Word is action. His Word is truth. And it brings about His will. Dig into the Bible and you'll see exactly what God desires for you and your life. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Daniel chapter 9. We're also going to look in the book of Jeremiah. So Jeremiah 25, Jeremiah 29, and then Daniel chapter 9 as we are going verse by verse through the Old Testament. Just as kind of a review, the outline of the book of Daniel. In chapters 1 through 6, we're given a historical narrative of Daniel's life in captivity And then in the second half of the book, chapters 7 to 12, we're given prophecies. 7 to 12 are prophetic. We begin chapter 9. We'll spend two weeks in chapter 9 because of its importance prophetically in the Bible. Uh, Daniel chapter 9 contains really one of the most incredible prophecies in all of the Bible, the prophecy of the 70 weeks, or sometimes you hear it called the 70 weeks of Daniel. Uh, Daniel chapter 9 has been called the backbone of messianic prophecy. Henry Ironside says it's the greatest of all time prophecies. And it gives us a time frame. And it's a time frame for God's plan for the people of Israel. Uh, If you're a note taker, Daniel's 70th week that we're going to get to and look at in depth next week, Daniel's 70th week here in chapter 9, the Olivet Discourse, which is at Matthew 24, and Revelation cover the same time period. So the 70th week of Daniel, the Olivet Discourse, and Revelation, really chapter 6 to 19, cover the same time period. One commentator said of these 
three passages of Scripture, Daniel draws the outline in his 70th week. Jesus roughs in the picture in his Olivet Discourse. And John fills in the details in the book of Revelation. So I I encourage you, read the Olivet Discourse, read Revelation chapter 6 to 19 in particular. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to look at just the first 23 verses of chapter 9, which are the, the, the events leading up to the revealing of this prophecy of the 70 weeks that we find at the end of chapter 9. So uh, in verse 1, it says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, Darius was a Mede, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, that would be Babylon, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood, notice, by the books, the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah, the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So, so we're told that this is in the first year of Darius. So there's a time stamp given to us and that Darius was a Mede. He was from the empire of the Medes. We've talked about the Medo-Persian empire, and he was appointed king over the land of Babylon, over the city of Babylon, by Cyrus, the Persian king. And so this is in the time of the Medo-Persian empire. You remember the, the vision from Daniel chapter 2 of the statue with the head of gold and the chest and arms of silver. The Medo-Persian Empire was represented by the chest and arms of silver. And then in the vision in chapter 7, there was the bear, right? And the bear represented the Medo-Persian Empire. Uh, So at this point, the Babylonian Empire has been conquered The Medo-Persian Empire is now in power as the world empire. And notice in verse 1, this takes place in the first year of Darius. So this is right after Babylon was conquered. Within the first year of the Medo-Persians rising to power over Babylon. So this, no doubt, was, was a very turbulent time. In Babylon, it was a very uncertain time. It was an anxious time for those living in Babylon, as it would be in any country that is conquered and their government is overthrown. Those living in that country that was conquered would have all kinds of fears, understandably. What will this new government be like? How will the Medo-Persians treat us? Uh, How will our life be different now that we've been conquered by another nation? I mean, in our country, we get anxious when there's an election and a peaceful transfer of power, right? You can only imagine what it would be like if the government were overthrown by a foreign power. And so it's a turbulent time. It's an anxious time. And in this turbulent and anxious time, where do we see Daniel? We see Daniel in the scriptures. We see Daniel in the word. Daniel turned to the word of God for understanding and comfort. 
Look at verse two again. It says, Daniel understood by the books. He, he understood his time. He understood the circumstances in which he lived from reading the word of God. And the word of God gave him understanding so that he could understand, so that he could process the time that he was living in. Where do you turn to during turbulent times in your life? Where do you turn to for understanding? Do you look to social media or blogs or YouTube videos? Daniel turned to the word of God for understanding. You could say Daniel was a man of the word. And we need to turn to the word of God. We need to be people of the word. Searching the scriptures to understand things. Searching the scriptures to understand the things in our life, the things in our world. And even more so during turbulent times and uncertain times. You know, much of of what the Bible says will happen in the last days is happening in the world today. And so it's important for us to search the scriptures, read the scriptures so that we, we can understand the world that we're living in today and the culture that we're living in and, and run those things through the filter, through the lens of the word of God. You know, Psalm 119 verse 104 says, through your precepts, I get understanding. Through the word of God, we get understanding. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Psalm 19, verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The word of God gives us wisdom. If you're simple, you don't have a lot of understanding. Well, the word of God will make you wise. Just by reading the word, just by studying the word, just by spending time in the word. It makes wise the simple. I mean, how often have you faced an uncertain time in life? And as you as you read your Bible, God spoke specifically to your circumstances. God spoke right into it for you. And there's there's a comfort in that. That, hey, the Lord sees me. He knows what's going on. He's, he's speaking to me about the things happening in my life. Well, that's what happened to Daniel. And I, I want to encourage you to read your Bible, spend time in the word every day. And every time you read your Bible, expect God to speak to you from his word. Every time expect God to give you understanding from his word, expect God to speak into your circumstances, expect God to give you direction from his word because he will. In Psalm 119, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God gives us direction. The word of God shows us the way to go in life. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. 
It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Just as the rain waters the earth and produces life from the earth, so God sends forth his word to accomplish his will in our lives, and his word produces godly fruit. And his word never returns void. It never returns empty. It never falls flat. His word always works. So be in the word. Spend time in the word. Just read it. Just listening to it. Just spending time studying it. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. And notice what Daniel understood from reading the word of God. Again, in verse 2, he says that he understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of God through Jeremiah the prophet. Notice he calls Jeremiah the the word of the Lord. What Jeremiah wrote was actually the word of the Lord, not the words of Jeremiah, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So Daniel was reading the prophet Jeremiah, maybe in his just his daily reading, you know, starting the morning in the Bible, cup of coffee. He's got the scroll of Jeremiah there, and he's reading. And from reading the prophet Jeremiah, he understood that the captivity would last 70 years. And so we know what passages he was reading in the book of Jeremiah. If you want to turn with me over to Jeremiah chapter 25. Now, if you remember, if you're with us for our study of Jeremiah, Jeremiah wrote before the captivity began and into the first years of the captivity. So he's, a, he's before the captivity and in the beginning of the captivity. But here, before the captivity even begins, Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 8. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not heard my words... Behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, says the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant, and will bring them against this land, against its inhabitants, and against these nations all around, and will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment, a hissing, a perpetual desolation. Moreover, verse 10, I will take from them the voice of mirth, happiness, joy, the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. And look at verse 11. And this whole land, speaking of the land of Israel, shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Then it will come to pass when 70 years are completed that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, says the Lord, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. So here God tells us they're going to be conquered by the Babylonians. This is before it happens. So this is 
a prophecy and that they will be held captive in Babylon for a total of 70 years in verse 11. Now, if you turn over to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me. With all of your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. And so Jeremiah very clearly states that the Israelites will be in captivity for 70 years. So What Daniel read in Jeremiah spoke directly to his present circumstances, as the word of God often does. The word of God will speak right into your circumstances. And here, Daniel's in captivity. He reads these passages out of Jeremiah that very clearly say, you're going to be in captivity for 70 years, then you're going to be brought back to the land of Israel. Now, just as a reminder, Daniel was taken into captivity in 605 B.C., We're told in verse 1 of chapter 9, it's the first year of Darius. The first year of Darius was 539 B.C. And so Daniel, as he's reading this, drinking his cup of coffee in the morning, he does the math and he realizes, I've, I've been in captivity for about 66 years. And Jeremiah says we're going to be in captivity for 70 years. Captivity's almost over. Only got about three or four years to go. And so what we see with Daniel here, and this is important for us, Daniel turned to the Bible for understanding. Daniel believed what he read in the Bible. He believed it to be true. Daniel took the Bible literally. He didn't dismiss the prophecies in Jeremiah. He didn't say, well, maybe 70 years doesn't mean 70 years. Right. As so many people do today, and it drives me crazy when they do that kind of stuff. Maybe Jeremiah was speaking figuratively when he said 70 years. Maybe it's just symbolic language or maybe we don't understand the number 70 the way they understood the number 70 back then. Or maybe a year wasn't a year the way that a year is today. People say that kind of stuff all the time. Daniel took the plain meaning of the scriptures. He took the scriptures literally. Daniel believed the Lord would accomplish 70 years of captivity, just as he said. Listen, you should always just take the plain meaning of the scriptures and the literal meaning. And that's what Daniel did. And Daniel, Daniel then responded to what he read. He took action based on what he read in the Bible. In verse 3, Daniel begins to pray. So Daniel was a person of the word, and he was a person of prayer. And may we be people of the word and people of prayer. Now, why does Daniel pray at this point? Well, we just read in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12, that God said they would be in captivity for 70 years, 
And then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. And so Daniel is simply following what the word says. The word says they'll be in captivity 70 years and then they'll pray and seek God while they're in captivity. So Daniel begins to pray. Real simple. Just what it says he does. And so in verse 3, Then I set my face toward the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. So Daniel set his face toward the Lord. Just as we read, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross. Daniel set his face toward the Lord, implying, you know, just this determination in prayer, this commitment to praying. You know, in Luke chapter 18, Jesus said we should always pray and never give up. In other words, keep on praying. Don't stop praying until you get an answer to that prayer. And then Jesus told a parable about an unjust judge in contrast to God, an unjust judge who did not fear God nor have regard for man. And you may remember the parable. This widow comes to this unjust judge. She's, she's asking the judge to, to help her and provide justice for her. And she kept coming back to the judge and coming back to the judge. And then finally, the judge helped her just to get rid of her, right? He was just tired of her coming over and over to him seeking help. So he, he finally helped her just to make her go away. And the point of this parable is that if an unjust judge who doesn't fear God nor have regard for people will help those in need who are persistent in their requests, then certainly your Father in heaven who loves you and wants to help you and wants to care for you and wants to provide for you will respond to your prayers. And so pray and don't give up praying. Jesus also tells us to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And here's Daniel. He sets his face toward the Lord and prayer. And we're going to see that he's going to pray for himself. And he's going to pray for his people, his nation, his fellow Israelites. And Daniel is a good example for us to be committed to praying for people and praying for our nation, because our nation needs a lot of prayer right now. And Daniel shows us how to pray. You know, prayer is the secret weapon of the Christian. <laughs> the weapons of our warfare, the Bible says, are not carnal. We don't use worldly weapons. We use spiritual weapons. Prayer. Intercession. It's easier it's easier to post something on social media than to pray. You know that? It's easier to go to a march than to spend an afternoon praying for your nation. And as Christians, this is what our weapon is. It's prayer. And here, Daniel prays. And it says Daniel made requests by prayer and supplications. Now, the word supplication, it means to plead or to beg God. Daniel prayed with fasting. He prayed with sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth was worn to show outwardly the inward discomfort felt in the spirit. He asked me how I know and I 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Daniel, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcast provides you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we could be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. It can be so helpful to others to know about and to be in prayer for the things on your heart. Well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Daniel. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.